Hello and welcome to About 10 Minutes with Pippa D. I am Pippa D. And today I've been thinking about Chris Pratt. I've been thinking about clocks. And I've been thinking about weather vanes. You may be enticed. You may be enthralled. Or you may be disappointed. But it'll only take you 10 minutes to find out. I wanted to talk today about why reading is essential and I know that most of you will agree with me but hear me out. I know that some of you may feel that it is crucial for children with growing brains but not for adults but I honestly think that all of us should have time to read each day. It need not be long, just 20 minutes or so each day, enough to let us relax, unwind and read a chapter or two. Now I am... I love reading. I will read every chance I get. And it means that I'm always looking for ways to save money on buying books. A few years back, I was thinking of new ways to save money on reading books. And I realised that if there was a place like Blockbusters or Netflix, where I could borrow a book I wanted to read and return it when I'd finished reading it, I could save a fortune. I was honestly so, so excited. I had worked something out that was going to save me thousands, possibly even millions of pounds in my lifetime. And I couldn't wait to share my idea with Fly4. Fly4 being the one that nine times out of ten had to pay for my book habit. Only Fly4 wasn't as excited as me because he pointed out that what I had invented was a library. So next time you're at a library, just remember I'm the genius who invented them 13 centuries or so after they were created. Maybe I'll share with you in a future episode how I invented Milkshake too. A few years ago, Tops had been reading a book at school that she knew I would love and she wanted to discuss it with me. So she asked her teacher if she could take a copy home for me to read. The book was Wonder, in case you were wondering. Uh, The teacher agreed but had said there was one condition. The book had to be returned the next morning no matter what. The book was being used with multiple reading groups um, on different days and they really could not do with one less copy. Tops however knows that I read roughly a thousand words a minute when I'm in the zone and so she knew that I could finish this book quite easily in an evening. So, of course, the book came home. I completed reading it. It is a brilliant book, by the way. Really recommend you read it. And uh, the next day she took a note back to the teacher with my review. The teacher then started sending lots more books home for me to read. Recently, I asked friends on Facebook what their favourite books were. None were young adult fiction, as Wonder is exactly, but a lot of them were coming-of-age stories. That's right, I said it. You can have a coming-of-age experience no matter what your age. And I believe that we are drawn to books that help us feel that what we're going through isn't just a lone experience, but that other people are going through what we go through too. I think as an adult we look back and see the teenage coming-of-age experience as necessary changes to make us the adult that we are supposed to be. What we don't realise until our next coming-of-age moment is that these experiences aren't limited to our teenage years. Instead, we go through many significant changes throughout our lives, having moments of clarity that change us for the better, well, in most cases. We might not have the same epiphany at the same time as our peers, but eventually we do mostly have them. 
and these universal experiences are needing to be shared, so we find them in books. Looking at several of the books that were suggested as favourites, I could see that they weren't all books that allowed people to escape to better places, which one might expect in this period of turmoil that we call 2020, or indeed in this period of turmoil we called life. Even the book I return to time and time again, Sophie's World, is a book designed to make you think and to encourage independence of thought. It also helps me to take a fresh look at the world we're living in. What can I do to change it? What can I do to make things better? What can I do to stop us from living in a version of The Handmaid's Tale or 1984 or Brave New World? What can I do to make sure that in the future the Disney Pixar film Wally isn't mistaken for a documentary? These are all the things I think we're searching for in the books we read. Answers to questions that sometimes we didn't even know we were asking. Resolutions to issues that we are facing but can't verbalise as eloquently as some authors. Of course, I've mainly focused on fiction here. I do read non-fiction and I do encourage others to do so too. If you do, I recommend Michael McIntyre's autobiography, especially on audiobook, as you too will then feel that you are close friends with him. You can learn many things from reading non-fiction. Did you know that it can increase your vocabulary? You can learn life lessons at the feet of leaders from across the world or even through time. You could learn how to escape handcuffs. And probably the most important thing I have ever learned from a non-fiction book, how to write a number one hit single if I ever choose to do so. Then of course there are the health benefits we get from reading. People a lot more intelligent than me have realised that reading books creates cognitive engagement. So you improve your vocabulary and your thinking skills and your ability to concentrate more readily than those who don't read. Reading has also been shown to affect empathy, social perception and even your emotional intelligence because you start to see from others' points of view. You can deduce what people are feeling and also understand why they think that way. All of this together means a more active brain. And believe it or not, they've actually had studies where they found out a longer lifespan. Those who read regularly are shown to live two years longer than those who don't read. When I used to hear the children at my children's lower school, where I was a governor and a parent helper and goodness knows what else, I would often have children say to me that they didn't like books, they didn't like reading. This wasn't just the children who had difficulties in reading with dyslexia or things like that but generally boys would say that they didn't like it. I would encourage them to read different subjects. We'd go to the library and we would look and find a book on something they'd never read before. It might have been something about animals, it might have been about racing because I knew that it wasn't that they didn't like reading, it was that they hadn't found the book that was for them. My son was one of these children at one point. He would often say he didn't like reading. And to a to a mother who loves books and a father who loved books, this was a little bit worrying. And then one day he found a Enid Blyton book. I think it was a famous five. And he was hooked. For him, it was about the adventures. It didn't matter what was popular. 
It didn't matter what was cool. To him, he wanted to read about children like him going on adventures. We have several books in his bedroom now uh, that I've read as well because I like to be able to talk to my children about what they're reading, to know how they are developing their thoughts about people based upon characters they're reading that are absolutely fabulous and if you ever need any tips or suggestions for books for children please do let me know in fact let me know on my facebook page what you or your family like to read just search for about 10 minutes with pippa d and you will find various posts there which you can comment on and leave me messages or you can find me on twitter at pippa d thanks once again for listening Hopefully you will be listening to me again soon and not too wrapped up in your latest book.